This episode contains mentions of prescription medication, as well as the depiction of side effects of said medication. Listener discretion is advised. Please enjoy the eighth episode of Smile Grove, where all your dreams come true. All right, everyone. I hope you all enjoyed your lunch. Yeah, I'd hardly consider broccoli and anchovies a suitable meal. Well, that sucks for you, seeing as we just exhausted our food budget for the week on those anchovies. Get ready to have them in basically every meal. What's next? Anchovies on pizza? Disgusting. Don't be silly, Storm. We'd never serve you pizza here. Yeah, I know. And it's far too good for this cafeteria, anyways. Right. Sorry about that. Anyway, I believe it's just about time for your arbitrary psychological lesson, everyone. Come on, let's show some enthusiasm. Um, Miss Michelle, could I ask a question? You really don't need to ask. What are we learning? Well, I'm glad someone asked. Today, I have the pleasure of teaching you all about Maslow's hierarchy. <sighs> We've already done that, like. Too many times. I mean, you've told Tita and I about it so many times that even I can memorize it. And that's saying something. You said it yourself. And I'm sure Gray's probably heard about it a billion times in some sociopathy. Sociology. Yeah, sociopathy course. The course is called sociology. But yes, I am rather sick of that concept. Okay, then. Let's do something a bit different this time. Um. Oh, right, Nikolai. I forgot about, uh, you. I don't think I learned about the hierarchy thing. Well, there you go, an excuse to teach it. Ugh, come on! Why'd you have to ruin it for the rest of us? Sorry. How about this? We just give a brief overview of Maslow so Nikolai can know what we're talking about. Then we can move on to Dr. Grover's super special secret theory on human existence. Ooh, special and secret? I'm in. That works for me. That's acceptable. Nikolai? Hmm? Um, yeah. 
All right, then. So, Maslow's hierarchy is basically... Wait, hold on. So, basically, 80 years ago, a psychologist named Abraham Maslow, who wanted to haunt every future psych student, published a paper called A Theory on Human Motivation. The theory, which describes what people need to feel fulfilled, took the form of a pyramid. He intended for it to have eight stages, but people weren't really smart enough to understand it, so he simplified it down to five ascending stages. Each stage needed to be fulfilled before moving on to the next one. Gray, want to explain the first stage? Absolutely! Stage one discusses a human's basic physiological needs, such as nutrients, respiration, and hydration. Any biological organism requires these basic needs to survive. Fundamentally, modern civilization has several safety nets to prevent citizens from ever having a deficit in this need. Thank you, Gray. In understandable English, that means humans need food, water, and air to survive. Storm, want to go next? Yeah. So, the next stage is, like, not being scared. Like, being able to sleep at night and not worrying that a spooky vampire nurse will come in and suck your blood. The usual chilled-out lifestyle. And also, like, you know, having shelter and protection and stuff. Very eloquently put. But yes, stage two is where people begin to feel safe and secure. Obvious offenders of not meeting that need would be things like active warfare, refugee crises, or vampire nurses. Vampire nurses! Tita, stage three? Okay, uh, in this stage, it's all about um, emotions and interactions and talking with people. As long as you know how to talk and you do the talking with people and you get to know them and become friends or family, or, well, family is by birth, and you talk with them, you get to make a relationship, and then you'll hit the new need. Correct. Communication and relationship building is an important step in achieving one's needs. Stage four is a bit complicated to explain, so I'll handle it. Basically, it's described by a sense of esteem. It all focuses on what someone feels about themselves. Do they see themselves as good or bad, important or insignificant, kind or cruel, sane or, well, insane? A common method of achieving this stage of necessity is to try introspection or meditating or just... Getting to know yourself? It's a complicated stage. Now, stage five is... Self-actualization. The ultimate goal for any human being. The desire to be one's true self. To reach a stage of true fulfillment. To be good. Sorry. I guess I did know about it. No. No, it's alright. That's very well put. Sorry. So... Now that we're all up to speed, let's get into the nitty-gritty stuff. Dr. Grover, the prolific sociologist he is, devised his own theory that, well, it piggybacks off of Maslow's. He uses the same five steps to describe how humans interact and how that shapes their identity. It's a bit of a complicated theory. Mind if I explain? Okay, so, unlike Maslow's theory, these steps are less like parts of a pyramid and more like actions in a continuous chain. This theory is based on two pre-existing assumptions. Humans have reached a physiological state where they're able to survive, which is most accurately compared to stage one, 
and that they've reached a physio-sociological state that allows them to form society and societal roles. You're starting to sound like Gray. All offense, Gray. All offense taken! Basically, this theory supposedly works as long as society exists. Anyway, stage three, the role someone has in society affects how they interact with other people. Like... Say you're a teacher or a parent or just generally made the mistake of being around kids. Good for you, you. Those gullible little shits will listen to anything you say. That's the basic idea behind stage three. Your role is determined by society and our idea of relationship structures. So next time, if you hate kids, maybe you shouldn't do something that puts you near kids. Right, Michelle? Stage 4 believes that one's role in society, plus their interactions with others, develops their sense of self. Let's say a mental asylum patient does something idiotic, like refuse to take their meds, and the patient supervisor rightly shuts them down for it. They're both going to walk away feeling... pretty shitty. Hey, it's... Okay, just a hypothetical example. I'm still in the middle of a lesson, you know. Let's wrap this up. Stage four decides how a person feels about themselves. Do they see themselves as good or bad? Important or insignificant? Kind or... Well, you heard that before. If you believe you're a good person, you'll make that a part of your identity. Same if you think you're bad. This then plays a major part in how we act, which then decides where we end up, which then decides what role we get, and as you all remember, hopefully, roles are what decide the interactions between people. So it's a cycle? Yes, exactly. Others interact with you, which decides how you interact with others. What about you? Are you bad or good? What about me? Well, it's a very complicated question. I think anyone could be good you if they- You don't have a proper answer, do you? Well... You don't have a proper answer because it's all pseudoscience. It fails to explain biological development. We're all here because some hormone imbalance makes us all feel depressed or anxious, aren't we? That's what all scientific evidence points to, not some peculiar cycle theory- that's why you're shoving those disgusting medications down our throats. It's not quite... So if this cycle theory is true, does that mean those medications aren't biologically affecting us? Is every single one of them just a placebo? In that case, why does even the thought of taking them cause my stomach to churn? Gray, it seems you have a lot of unregulated anger towards some other aspects of the facility. I'm not the person to take that anger out on. I'm not involved in all that medication stuff. Heck, I hardly know anything more than you do. At any rate, it seems you believe in... The theory of biological determinism, which believes our genetic traits are the key influencer in how we interact with others, citation needed. It's basically the nature to Dr. Grover's theory of nurture, the biological counterpart to his cultural ideals. Did you seriously just Google that? Of course not! Now, does anyone else have any complaints about the lesson? Um, I do. God, why did I even ask? Go ahead, Tita. Doesn't... isn't everything all part of everything that happened before? Like, if you become a teacher, wouldn't that be when... or because it just happens? Like, imagining everything just 
fitting together. We can't just go out and say, I want to be a teacher. We have to be in the right places at the right times, and even if we do everything right, we still might fail. It's not our fault if we don't, if things don't go our way. Everything was meant to happen the way it was. That's why, that's why we were born like this. We have these mental funkies because of stuff that's way out of our control. And we're not responsible for things out of our control, right? I suppose you could say that. Though you seem to be thinking of the consequence argument. It believes that all of our behaviors adhere to a strict set of facts about the past and laws determining nature. Since no one's able to directly change or alter these laws, we're all willed to eventually do certain things, though that's a cynical theory and is typically proven false. Really? That's effectively cheating! <sighs> well, I'm the one with the phone. What if everything's our fault? Not us like the people here, but us like ourselves. Some people are good because they want to be, and some people are just bad. We all choose what kind of person we are. I is it weird to think that? No, none of you are bad or weird or wrong for thinking any of that. It's pretty normal for everyone to think differently. That's just called being human. Also, I would Google what that theory is called, but I'm pretty sure grade Papa Bane if I did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right about that. Seriously, Great, do you need an ice pack or something? Well, everyone, good job. Class dismissed. Finally. Hey, wait, wasn't there supposed to be a fifth stage or something? Yeah, there is a fifth stage. I was hoping you'd all shut up and forget about it, but... I'd be interested in hearing the rest of the theory, too. Alright then. Stage five is what an individual makes of it. It being? The world, their life, the people around them. The earlier stages are how a person's developed, what shapes their role in society, and what their sense of self is. Stage five is where they decide their own perspective on life. Everyone's guaranteed to reach this level, because everyone has unique memories and thoughts. We've all reached this level then, haven't we? We just spent 10 whole minutes discussing everyone's separate opinions on human autonomy. I'm pretty sure you're all unique little... beans. Unique little beans? Please don't call us that. It feels... Vaguely, threateningly uncomfortable? Yeah! I'm not paid enough for this. Forgive me if I'm wrong, but aren't you a volunteer? Exactly. Now let's finish this lesson already. Unless... You guys want me to start publicly psychoanalyzing you for what your opinions mean? <laughs> Seriously? You guys are relentless! Fine then. Right? All you know is biology because all you ever do is study. So of course you think that everything comes back to biological processes. Storm? You don't have an opinion because you hardly think about anything. You make and say and do so much impulsive stuff that you couldn't possibly stop and consider something beyond what you've been told. And honestly, Tita, I still don't know what's going on with you, but given everything I know, you really don't like taking the blame for things. So of course you'd believe whatever makes you feel the most guilt-free. And Nikolai... I... I'd rather 
not hear mine. Please. All right. Sorry, that was a bit... Really fucking rude? Yeah. I'm fine with it. Didn't even know you had it in you. Not sure if there is fine, though. I'm fine. I'm not really that sensitive. Uh, Jin begs to differ. Shush! I, um, think you're right about me. Hey, no, I didn't really mean anything I said. You hit the nail right on the head. I'm throwing away my own responsibility for everything. I'm not... I need to take the blame for my actions. Uh, good for you? Well, everyone, the lesson's done. Go enjoy not sitting here and listening to me. Uh, hey, future me. I hope you're doing well out there. Today was the first real psychology class we had. It was, well, supposed to be about Maslow's hierarchy, but it quickly just kind of got derailed. We started talking about all this weird stuff like free will and autonomy. It, it didn't feel right discussing that. I don't know if it was the meds, or the conversation, or what, but I felt shaky, dizzy, I, I don't know the word for it, but it was, um... Hey, Nikolai. Um, yeah? What's up? Listen, I only have 2 minutes and 40 seconds, 38 seconds, before Nurse Vicky goes to my dorm and spots my absence, so let's make this quick. That whole theory thing last... Day? It was odd, wasn't it? None of it really made sense. All the other scientists have evidence of the brain's chemistry. What does Dr. Grover know? There's far too much biological research to prove his beliefs. Uh, I don't know. Is this really what you wanted to talk to me about? Damn it, no, sorry, I... I've been observing the medications we've been taking. They're made of very irregular shapes and colors. Figure yours. It's a navy-colored tablet pill, right? Right. There aren't any pills like that used by American facilities like these. Tita's. Her red circular pills. Even my own green pill. None of these medications make any logical sense. Not to mention they've all been having weird side effects, too. You felt those same sensations, too. Don't lie. Um, yeah. How do you know this? I'm just a fantastic medical student. Okay, fine. Remember when I said I was going to the bathroom a few days ago? Um, no. Not particularly. Perfect. Then my cover went completely unnoticed. I was sneaking off to deconfiscate my cellular device for just a moment to ask Google a small question about the medications. How did you not get caught? Of course I got caught. Whose phone did you think Michelle was Googling on? Well, it's not very humorous to me. Sorry. Sorry. So, what does this mean? I... I'm not sure. But I have a suspicion that it's far more sinister than any of us signed up for. Keep an eye open. And please, alert me if you see anything else suspicious. Why 
are you telling me this? I, I appreciate the company, but we don't really know each other. Because who else do I have to tell? I'd alert my father over the outside contact landline, but he'd just likely avoid the subject. Michelle would alert Dr. Grover to my suspicions, and he'd probably cover his traces. Tita likely couldn't keep her mouth shut about it, and Storm probably wouldn't believe me, or he'd laugh it off, or I don't know. She's almost back. I have to go to my dorm. I'll see you tomorrow morning, Nikolai. This episode was written and directed by Oliver Shane and edited by Acerinia Blight. The voice of Nikolai was Oliver Shane. The voice of Michelle was Emily Safko. The voice of Storm was Noah Bellachew. The voice of Tito was Alicia CZ. And the voice of Grey was Kyle Wright. All original music in this episode was composed by Oliver Shane and all audio design was edited by Emily Safko. Smile Grove, a product of isotopic productions, is made possible by our loyal patrons, Blue Galaxy and Marie, as well as listeners like you. Thank you. Do you want to help Gray research the suspicious medications? Consider checking us out on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash isotopicproductions. Want to say hi? Send art of our show, or talk with like-minded fans? Click the link in the show notes to join our public Discord server. And now, a Grover-approved message. In what part of the universal cycle do we stop reflecting upon one another? It's really getting old by this point.